please turn with me to Exodus chapter 23, which we read earlier. Our text shall be verses 28 uh, to 30. And the title for our message this evening is Promises for Sanctification. I read our text for us. And I will send hornets before thee, which shall drive out the Hivite, the Canaanite, and the Hittite from before thee. I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate, and the beasts of the field multiply against thee. By little and little, I will drive them out from before thee, until thou be increased and inherit the land. And the first heading for ourselves this evening is analogy, the analogy of the conquest, the analogy of the conquest. And uh, I feel that uh, for this church, uh, uh, we are, you are uh, at an exciting position. Uh, there is a, a new pastor uh, having come in. This is all very wonderful, very, very great. And uh, we have just uh, recently had a, a conference at, at which uh, Pastor Ibrahim spoke on the working church. Uh, so that is something which uh, I hope uh, uh, we will all uh, take on board and apply uh, the lessons from there to ourselves. And um, I understand also, I hear through my contacts, that uh, there's been much prayer going on as well in this church, uh, which is also, again, uh, very wonderful, uh, very excellent. And uh, I was thinking that uh, surely uh, another key for yourselves at this time is is to be a sanctified church to be a holy church and each one uh, might consider or perhaps ought to consider uh, god almighty is is blessing this church god almighty has his hand uh, upon this church but but will i will i contribute to this work will i contribute to this work or will I encumber it? Will I cause it to stumble? Am I holy enough? Am I striving enough for holiness, for the Lord to be able to work through me and to be able to carry his work forward in this place through me? And of course, every true believer will say no in response to this question. But they are, in fact, they are, in fact, striving. They are, in fact, making efforts. They are trying really hard with sanctification. But I do pray and I do hope that there is none here who is somewhat careless, uh, somewhat thoughtless, and who will somehow impede and block the desires and the work of the Holy Spirit. Joshua's conquest of the promised land. For the, the, the main cities, the primary cities, the eyes and, and, and the Jerichos and so on, complete destruction was, was prescribed, utter destruction was prescribed for those cities. For the other Canaanites in the land, uh, they were, the instruction was actually that uh, the Israelites would go to, to Mount Ebal and they would publish there on these great stones uh, the law of God and say that this is now uh, the law which is going to be followed in this land. And the people were urged and they were, the Canaanites were uh, exhorted to, to submit 
uh, to this new law, which Almighty God had published in the land. But, but they all actually uh, rejected uh, the, the, uh, the offer which the Israel put before them, which the Lord put before them. And so Israel actually had to go and destroy all the Canaanites in the land. And we just explain these things because uh, the liberal theologians will say, oh, Joshua just went in there and it was genocide. Um, there was actually judgment. There was judgment from Almighty God for the great wickedness which was being conducted in the land. But actually, all the other battles, aside from the main cities, the other battles were actually defensive battles, uh, defensive battles uh, for people who refused uh, to submit uh, to the new law in, in, in the land. And uh, the, uh, the, 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 the violence which we see, the, the seeming violence which we see uh, in, in, in this conquest, uh, it was uh, judicially correct. It was it was deserved by people who were who were doing uh, child sacrifice, for example, of the cruelest uh, uh, type. Uh, but this is also uh, spiritually instructive. All of us, all believers, uh, to to varying degrees. Uh, this is it is unthinkable, really. But to varying degrees, we 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 smile. And we flirt uh, with, with sin. And we, 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 we minimize sin. And the conquest actually gives us the, the biblical prescription uh, for, for dealing with sin. And, and that is to be merciless. To be merciless with sin. Uh, we'll get into our, our, ch our chapter a bit more. But there is a, a parallel reading uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 7, which I'll just quickly read. Uh, you can turn to it if you like. Deuteronomy 7 reading from, from verse 1. When the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land, whither thou goest to possess it, and hast cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than thou. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them, and utterly destroy them. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. Neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Thy daughter shall not give unto his son, nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son. For they will turn away thy son from following me, that they may serve other gods. So will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy thee suddenly. But thus shall ye deal with them. Ye shall destroy their altars, and break down their images, and cut down their groves, and burn their graven images with fire. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself, above all people that are upon the face of the earth. We see the, uh, the, the, the strongness, the firmness, the resoluteness, uh, which we are prescribed uh, to have uh, with, with sin. And the applications which we draw from these uh, early books in the Pentateuch, uh, they, they, there are applications which can apply corporately to, to churches and to families and so on. Uh, but, but the emphasis is, on, is very much on personal faithfulness personal faithfulness. Am I 
walking aright. And uh, just uh, for your information, as, as you go on, you get to First and Second Samuel and, and Chronicles and so on, and we find more lessons for how uh, churches ought to behave as, as, a, as a cooperative. But in these early books, uh, the Bible is speaking about, about personal, uh, personal sanctification and personal faithfulness to the Lord. And, and each one, each one of us, uh, we have our own set. We have our own variants of, of Amorites and Hittites and Jebusites and Perizzites and so on. And we have our own set of these Canaanites whom we have to contend with in our lives. So how are you faring? How are you faring, brethren? How is the, the overall battle uh, progressing? Or is it going backwards? This is, these are our thoughts uh, for this evening. The next heading for us is, is progressive sanctification. And uh, I, I, um, I had a quick look on your website and I saw a message of Pastor Ibrahim's from a few weeks ago. Uh, 1 Timothy 4, and uh, he was speaking about, about godliness, uh, being like our God, and being useful uh, for him. And uh, he mentioned how, how vast a uh, uh, field, uh, an arena, a program uh, godliness covers. It, it covers all of our lives, and, uh, and we have to think about so much. And sanctification and holiness is, is part of that. Uh, he highlighted uh, various uh, key duties. He mentioned things we have to uh, refuse and reject, uh, things which need to be nourished, things which need to be encouraged, things we have to uh, get, be an example towards others, pay heed towards. He highlighted uh, uh, many things. And we may review our progress as believers who are striving, believers who, are, who desire to, to go forward uh, with the Lord and for the Lord, and we, we review our progress, and, and we may find it uh, disheartening. We look and we say, mm, I'm not sure I've, I've made as much progress uh, with this as, as I would have hoped, as I would have imagined. And we feel as if we have not gone much uh, forwards. Uh, just a few examples which come to mind. Uh, progress with lust. Progress with lust. Uh, sad to say, uh, with, with men, typically it is, it is sexual impurity, sexual impurity, unfaithfulness. They feel as if there is little progress uh, in, in this area. And with women, uh, excuse me for saying, perhaps it is, it is covetousness or, or worldly comparison. Are we making progress? Do we feel that we're making progress with, with lusting uh, for, for things? Are we making progress with selfishness and self-centeredness or with anger and enraging? And little by little, we, we are meant to make progress. We are meant to make progress. But uh, the good news is that this is a promise of the Lord. This is a promise from our God, and he guarantees his aid and his strength uh, to help his children uh, move forward with these things. His support will be there. So we will have, we do have progressive sanctification. I read verse 30. By little and little, I will drive them out from before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land. 
we must make progress. And we will, by God's grace, we will make that progress. Just to say, make a few points about sanctification, uh, it, it need not be said, but, but only saved people, only true Christians uh, can make progress with, with sanctification. Um, unsaved people may reform their characters, they may change their behavior, but this does not please God. This does not honor God. Only saved people can make a true progress with sanctification. Without holiness, without sanctification, you, you cannot have a true communion with God. You cannot really meet with him. You cannot really understand uh, the scriptures uh, without uh, sanctification and holiness. You cannot deeply understand these things. And we, we, we strive for, for holiness. We strive for sanctification uh, because it is the, the, the right thing to do. These, these, uh, these uh, morals, if you put it that way, they are right. They are correct. Uh, but we, we strive for them because this is the character of our God. This is the character of our God. And uh, we, 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 we strive for these things because we, 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 we chase after him in our love towards him. Sanctification affects our outer behavior, but it also affects our inner mind. It affects our inner mind. I had this uh, small book uh, many years ago. Uh, it was actually a liberal book, uh, but it had a, a nice title and it was a nice leather cover, so I didn't throw it away. Uh, but um, uh, it, it was called Being and Doing. Being and Doing. So we don't just do the right things. We be the right things inwardly within ourselves. And then another reason why unsaved persons, uh, people who aren't true born-again Christians, uh, they cannot uh, progress in sanctification because biblical sanctification, uh, it entails dedication to God. It entails being set apart uh, for, for the Lord God. And, and sanctification is not a, a vague sort of wishy-washy thing. Uh, someone might say, oh, I, I follow after the heart of the Lord Jesus. I, I follow after the love and the loveliness of, of the Lord Jesus. Uh, but, but sanctification, it, there are prescriptions. There are precise things which we are told to, uh, to, to take off and other things we're told to put on. We, we progress with specific things. We research. We research into the scriptures. What does the scripture say uh, for how to, uh, to progress in certain things? This is the importance of sound doctrine. This is the importance of, of being, being in a faithful church and, and faithfully and attentively following uh, the, the, the teachings of the scripture. I'll just highlight a few more things about sanctification. In the New Testament, you will read the, uh, the word sanctification, and I'm sure uh, you all know, but just, just so we're all on the same page, uh, sometimes sanctification in the scriptures, it refers to um, initial sanctification or definitive sanctification. This is, you might read, you are sanctified. And it, and it speaks of, of those who have actually been washed once and for all in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So they're completely clean and they're, they're on their way to heaven. They are secure uh, for all eternity. So we find sanctification used in that sense. Uh, in, in various times, uh, various places in the scriptures. We also find progressive sanctification mentioned many times in the scripture as well. And this is the day-to-day the -day, uh, progress and struggle uh, which we make in this life. And it never finishes. 
uh, until death or until the Lord Jesus uh, returns uh, for his people. And then there is a final sanctification. And this is the sanctification which happens as the Lord Jesus returns or, or when one dies. One is actually made fit uh, to, be able to, uh, to be able to go and live uh, in, in heaven. So just a few uh, comments, a few points on, on, on sanctification in a, in a technical sense. Uh, our next heading for us this evening is the guarantor of aid, the guarantor of aid. And it's a somber uh, topic. Uh, but but this this text is actually very positive. I read uh, verse verse twenty eight uh, again, and I will send hornets before thee, which shall drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites from before thee. And the text is speaking of a of a natural pre work, a pre work uh, which is done by the Lord in order to assist and in order to uh, to help. Uh, with the clearing of the land of, of the Canaanites. Uh, so uh, hornets are sent to, to plague and to attack and to harass uh, the Canaanites and to dislodge them uh, from the land. So even before Joshua uh, steps into battle and gathers the people and, and as it were, the wars uh, break out, uh, work has already been done and, uh, and, uh, and movement has already happened uh, to reduce the numbers and to reduce the strength uh, of, of the enemy. And so too, believers find that, that post a true conversion, uh, that there is, there is such a sting. There is, as it were, this hornet in the land. There is a sting against sin. And, and somehow, uh, after being converted, uh, no one spoke to us, nobody, no one told us anything, but we just somehow knew that half of our music collection needed to be thrown away. We just somehow knew that certain friends whom we, we hang around with, uh, we, we had to sort of minimize the time uh, with them. Nobody told us. There was a hornet in the land. There was just this sting which was uh, happening, this natural sting uh, which was happening. Certain recreations and amusements, uh, certain ways of dressing, we, things we, which we were trying to buy. We sort of just felt uneasy, and we knew that they were unacceptable. There was a, there was a natural sting. It, all of a sudden, our consciences, they were so alive. We did something wrong, and we were, were practically shaking. There was a natural work which, which had already happened. The hornets had gone forth into the land, and, and there was a sting, and, and sins were, were being dislodged uh, from, from our lives and from our ways. Uh, just uh, for your, your awareness, uh, some of the Bible commentators uh, do not believe that uh, they were real physical hornets which were sent uh, into the land and that this is speaking of, 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 of other things. Uh, but it doesn't really affect our purposes here this evening because the message is that uh, the Lord is sending a natural sting. The Lord is doing a pre-work, uh, post-conversion, in order to dislodge the enemy uh, from the land uh, before the actual battles and the warring uh, commences in, in earnest. So little by little, uh, the land is being taken over. Little by little, progressive sanctification uh, is, is happening. And there are those who uh, speak of sanctification through a, a special work of the Holy Spirit, and they hope and they imagine that through some uh, second blessing or, or, or such like, 
uh, that they will they will be just instantaneously uh, sanctified and made better. Uh, but but it is little by little, bit by bit, it is progressive. And this is actually done with with wisdom. The Lord does this progressive sanctification with wisdom, and we believers were striving against sin, and we think, oh. My progress is so slow, and I wish I was further advanced along, and I wish I could escape from this and escape from that, and I'm just walking through treacle in a sense. And verse 29 gives us the wisdom of the Lord. He says, I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate, and the beasts of the field multiply against thee. And as they were... Um, moving and taking over the promised land, the Lord God did not just, as it were, move out and wipe out the Canaanites in, in one year, in one foul sweep, because wild beasts would arise in the land. So we ask ourselves, spiritually speaking, what are these wild beasts? What are these wild beasts? And they must be um, more dangerous than the Canaanites, in a sense. So we might think of, of wild sins, or perhaps better, natural sins, innate sins, which would arise uh, in the land. And we could well imagine that the Lord is speaking here of, of sins like pride. Pride, that horrible, horrible and deadly sin. We, we are so fallen, all of us, brethren, that... Any advancement which we make in this world, whether it be a spiritual advancement or a temporal advancement, any advancement we make in this world, then it goes to our heads. It immediately goes to our heads and we start walking about and we start strutting about and we start thinking in, in, uh, in crazy ways about, about ourselves. And we, we so naturally, we so readily, we fall and we just... We, 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 we walk straight into pride. We fill ourselves up full of pride. So the Lord must deliberately slow us down. He must deliberately only allow the taking over the land uh, bit by bit, little by little, uh, to, to save us from these greater sins of, 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 of pride. Uh, another... Natural sin, we might call it one of these uh, beasts of the land, which, which could arise, is, uh, is, is wrong motives. We might be doing some work, it may even be a godly work, but we do it with wrong motives. All of a sudden, we're thinking, ah, oh, but people see me when I'm walking around, and we're no longer doing the work with, with good intentions. We're doing it for myself. How will I look? How will I appear? What will people think of me? A terrible thing, a terrible way uh, to do any work for the Lord. And then we also just naturally um, fill ourselves up with, with lack of dependence on the Lord. A beast of the field, lack of dependence on the Lord. We don't, we walk out the door and we just know, I know where I'm going, I know what I'm doing. We don't pray, we don't ask the Lord to keep us. We just, we just carry on. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm on my way. And then also perhaps lack of sympathy, lack of empathy with those who are uh, in our opinion, not as progressed as we are. It just These things just bubble up from our hearts. Lack of sympathy, lack of empathy. Sins, these sins are, are wild beasts. The beasts of the field, they are so strong. They are so powerful. 
and they they naturally arise in our hearts. So the Lord allowed the Lord uh, decrees progressive sanctification for reasons uh, such as this, uh, so that we would go steadily. And as we, it says, as 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 the people increase, then will the beast be. Uh, then will the land be safer uh, to, 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 take, uh, to take over. So as we actually do learn to be more humble, to be more dependent, to be more empathetic, then we allow to progress, to spiritually progress, to truly uh, progress with the Lord and in his work. Now, what else does this passage teach us? Verse 39. And I will set thy bounds from the Red Sea, even unto the Sea of the Philistines, and from the desert unto the river, for I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand, and thou shalt drive them out before thee. And um, from the geography, from what is spoken of, the Red Sea in the south to the Sea of the Philistines in the north. So there is these south-north limitations being spoken of. And then from the desert to the, to, to the rivers, these are the, uh, the, the west to east uh, limitations uh, being, being spoken of. And uh, our, our loving Heavenly Father, our gracious Heavenly Father, unfathomably uh, merciful, he, he, he desires and he delights to have a, a comprehensive sanctification. He wants, us, he wants all the land to be sanctified, meaning all of our hearts and all of our life uh, to be sanctified. All departments of the Christian life need to make progress. And uh, we all have. Uh, different personalities, and we all have different histories as well. We are not the same. We are not, as it were, starting from uh, from the same uh, position, uh, with the same outlook, and so on. Uh, but uh, but uh, we 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 need to to honestly and to to genuinely apply sanctification all across our lives, all around, all all the departments uh, of, of of our life. And just to pick up some some examples. Um, Perhaps um, uh, there is a brother, there is a sister here who is being tested on, um, on those uh, uh, little honored graces. I call them little honored graces, uh, such as gentleness. Gentleness. Are you being encouraged to, uh, to grow and to be better with, with gentleness? So we say, oh, it's a strange grace. Gentle, I don't need gentleness. And you find you're being tested and being pushed. Uh, into to grow, you're being exercised, and several things keep happening at the same time. That uh, uh, you need to grow in gentleness, growing in gentleness, uh, growing in in forgivingness, growing in forgivingness. Are you forgiving enough, or when you ought to be? Uh, here is a grace which the Lord wants. He wants from the north to the south, from the east to the west, all the land. To be, to be sanctified. And he, he will uh, orchestrate uh, trials and tests in all these areas uh, so, that, so that all across our Christian life, uh, we may be sanctified uh, completely for the Lord. Uh, we, we, we do note that uh, it seems that uh, the, the Lord and, and the Holy Spirit, they, they, uh, they as it were, they, they target uh, certain areas of our life uh, at certain times. And certain seasons, and certain seasons will will test us in in certain areas, and then 
and then we sort of pass on a few months and so on, and then uh, a, a different, um, different uh, uh, trials and tests uh, uh, arise at, at that time. And, uh, and the Lord does not want us to be the best Christian in the workplace, but then not so great at home, or the best Christian at home and not so great in the church, or the best Christian in church and not so good at work or at home. All these areas. And the Lord will uh, orchestrate different trials, different tests uh, in these various places you know, so that we grow in this comprehensive way uh, all, all, all around. And um, just to note, we have already mentioned this uh, in passing, but, uh, but sanctification is not just about uh, avoiding uh, wrong things and, and, and evil things as such, but also growing with, with, with good things. Uh, some use the term vivification, so vivify, making alive, being better, growing. Uh, we could consider uh, the, the, the fruits of the Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit. Um, somebody mentioned to me the other day, which I hadn't noticed, that it speaks of, of one fruit. It is the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruits of the Spirit. It is one fruit, but yet it is, it is made of, of nine aspects. And uh, I'm sure you know them, but I read them just for for reminding ourselves, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, these nine aspects of the fruits of the Spirit. And this is what this verse is speaking about. And I will set thy bounds from the Red Sea, even unto the Sea of the Philistines, and from the deserts unto the river. For I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand, and thou shalt drive them out before thee. And uh, we, 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 we like to say that uh, if we're speaking of a person, we think, oh, that person is, is he, he's got a heart of gold. Uh, she's got a heart of gold. And uh, that's a, a very good um, sort of colloquial expression, uh, somebody has, uh, has a heart of gold, a lovely heart, and uh, perhaps helpful might uh, to also think of, of a person having a, a heart of, of diamond, a heart of diamond. Just when we think about all the aspects, all the different facets, all the different faces, uh, which uh, uh, the Christian life and which sanctification speaks of, there's all these different faces and aspects uh, which, uh, which are required in the Christian life. And as we progress, uh, with the Lord. Um, we don't want to overstretch the illustration, but the four C's, the color cut, uh, carrots, and I'm not sure what the last one is. Uh, I bought my wife's uh, engagement ring a long time ago, uh, but, um, but uh, these different aspects of the Christian life and, uh, and how we're meant to grow in all of them and to progress uh, in, in all of them. I just highlight um, uh, from, from the passage, this was actually from the Deuteronomy 7 passage, we were instructed to, uh, with regard to sanctification, to make no covenants uh, with the, uh, the, the, the gods of, of the Canaanite lands. And which are the gods? Which are the gods of, of, of the society around us, uh, which uh, we have to be so careful and not to make covenants with them? and not to uh, get uh, entangled uh, with them. And uh, uh, we could think of uh, a very popular now is, is ease, ease. Here is a, a God of the land uh, which we have to, to make sure that in our service for the Lord, in our commitment to the Lord, 
Uh, we, we'd not make a, a covenant with the God of, of ease. And then there is the, uh, the God of, of, of wealth, the God of wealth and striving after earthly prosperity with, with such vigor, with, with overmuch vigor. There's nothing wrong to be working hard and earning good pay. There's nothing wrong with these things. But it's where is your heart? Are you, are you lusting after these things, craving after these things? Uh, there is the God of self, uh, so popular nowadays. Uh, it is all about myself. And uh, you go into people's uh, social media pages and um, uh, there's, a, there's a famous picture we saw of, um, uh, it was actually uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, campaign uh, trail and uh, she'd gone somewhere. And um, so all the supporters were behind a, a barrier and she was behind on a little podium and, and they were meant to be taking pictures of, of Hillary Clinton. This was the photo opportunity for them to be taking pictures uh, with, with Hillary Clinton. And you'd expect everyone to get out their camera phone and, and take a picture of, of Hillary Clinton. There she is. You're, you're sort of three meters away from her. This is a great opportunity. And um, the person who captures this moment is obviously a reporter somewhere who captures this moment. It is, it is and you wonder if it's, if it's actually um, set up. Is it sort of stage managed? Every single person in that crowd was facing the other way. And you sort of wonder, Hillary's there. Why are you facing the other way? And they all were facing the other way so they could take selfies and catch Hillary Clinton in, in the background. So Hillary Clinton is a small dot in the background of the photo. And they themselves are, are in the foreground of, of, of the photo. And this just, is just, uh, just shows how, how self-obsessed uh, we are in our society uh, uh, to, today. Uh, there is a, a remarkable verse which uh, I came to um, uh, some time ago, which I thought I'd share with you. It's in Ezra chapter 9. Ezra chapter 9. This is just on, on the topic of, of not making covenants uh, with, uh, with, with the gods of, of, of the society around us. Ezra chapter 9. I'll read from verse 10, although we, we, we're coming, we're looking to get to verse 12. And verse, uh, uh, verse 10 says, and now this is Ezra speaking after the, the Israelites, the returned exiles, uh, they had committed sin. They started marrying into the, uh, the people who had been left um, uh, behind in the land. And now, oh, our God, what shall we say after this, this crime of, of, of mixed marriages? For we have forsaken thy commandments which thou hast commanded by thy servants, the prophets, saying, the land unto which ye go to possess it, it is an unclean land, with the filthiness of the people of the lands, with their abominations, which have filled it from one end to another with their uncleanness. Now, therefore, give not your daughters unto their sons, neither take their daughters unto your sons, nor seek their peace or their wealth forever that ye may be strong and eat the good of the land and leave it for an inheritance to your children forever. And just this, this, uh, this phrase in the middle of verse 12, nor seek their peace. And we look out sometimes at unbelievers and we see that they're living such happy lives, apparently, such peaceful lives. And they're just, uh, they're just having a good time. And there's that, that um, that's that 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 envy we which which would write look at the, why 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 are they being so blessed and but here 
uh, to uh, actually, at this moment, he's actually referring to the Canaanites. Ezra is referring to uh, Moses' prescriptions at the time of, of, of the, the, the conquest. And the Canaanites, these people who were soon to come under God's uh, terrible uh, judgment and destruction, they were having peaceful lives. They were having these wonderful lives. They were very wealthy. Everything was going great. And, and the Lord has said to them, don't seek their peace. We look at them having these peaceful, lo lovely lives. It is something uh, we have to uh, avoid and watch out for. Uh, next heading for us uh, this evening is our part to play in this. We have this great promise of the Lord. I will drive them out uh, from before thee. Uh, but we, we, as always, with the promises of God, uh, they are conditional. And we have a part to play as well. And for this, I turn to Deuteronomy chapter 8, and I read just a couple of verses. I read from verse 1. All the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do, that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord sware unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee to these, these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee uh, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. And uh, this text speaks about uh, the, the proving of the Lord, the testing of the Lord. The Lord God, uh, we don't quite understand it, but he proves each one. He tests each one. Are you going to be faithful or no? Are you going to be committed uh, or, or, or no. And will, will, will you, will I play my part? Will I fulfill my duty? And when we fast forward several years and we come to uh, Judges chapter one, now this is at the end of the conquest period and the beginning of the, the Judges period and then leading on to the King's period. And we, we, we see, as you read through Judges chapter one, the latter portion, we see how many of the tribes, they, they could not dislodge the Canaanites from the land, from certain areas of the land. And this, this shows us, brethren, how, how resolute uh, we need to be with our, with our besetting sins, with the old man that remains within us. In order to, to progress and to fully advance with sanctification, we, we are fighting these, these residents of the land who, they, they, they've been there for, for the Canaanites, they've been there for, for decades or hundreds of years. And all of a sudden you come along and say, oh, the Lord has given us the land, we uh, move out. They're not going to move out. Of course they're not. They, 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 they clung to the land and the Israelites took over the majority of the land, but they had these enclaves. And they, and, they, and, they, and they had these fortified areas, and the Israelites could not uh, dislodge them, could not remove them from the land. Uh, a few minor battles, a few minor battles here and there was not going to dislodge them from the land. They needed to be uh, this solid and unrelenting and, uh, as we said earlier, this merciless campaign in order to remove these ones, in order to get them, to get rid of them uh, from, from the land. So we, we look at some examples. If I have a hard heart, I have a hard heart, and I easily become cold against my brethren. 
Some of this is my personality. Some of this is just how I am. I have a bit of a retiring nature. So somebody aggrieves me and I, 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 I withdraw. I become cold. That's just, that's just how I am. This is a Canaanite. It is a Canaanite in the land. How is this Canaanite going to be dislodged? Maybe I'll just do a bit of hospitality. I'll do a little bit of hospitality. Is that going to dislodge the Canaanites? Uh, the, the campaign needs to be unrelenting. The campaign needs to be all out. And whenever we notice the hardness and the bitterness arising within our hearts, we need to attack it. This thought is terrible. I need to remove it uh, from my mind. This attitude is, 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 is unacceptable. And we have to even humble ourselves. How many times to do the right thing, we need to humble ourselves. We need to do it. The Canaanite needs to be dislodged. I want to be a peaceable and a warm brother and sister in my church. If I am a, an unreliable person, I am unreliable. I do not see myself as unreliable, uh, but I always have good reasons why I cannot be there, why I cannot help out. Uh, these uh, circuit, my life is very difficult, very complicated. So uh, there, there are many reasons, valid reasons, why I, I, I cannot help my brethren as perhaps I, I ought to. And again, this is a Canaanite in the land. <laughs> this is a Canaanite in, in the land. If I, if I just uh, do one or two things, if I just apply myself uh, in just a, a, a light way, I'm not going to dislodge this unreliableness. Do, do, do I care? Do, do I really care? Do I really care for, for the work of the Lord in, in, in this place? Or does, does it really capture my heart, capture my interest? We, 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 we need to, to apply ourselves just once or twice, one little battle here and there, just do one or two things. That's not going to dislodge the Canaanites. The Canaanite wants to stay in the land. It's been there for decades. It's not going to go. Brethren, we have to apply ourselves with, with, great, with great energy, with, with, with strategy. We, we think out the campaign. The, the military experts tell us uh, that uh, the way Israel moved into the promised land and they I think they capture the south first and they move into the north and so on. It was all very well thought out. It was, it was very strategic. And the same with us. How am I going to get rid of this besetting sin? What am I going to do? It's been long enough, so many years with this sin. I need to think of a strategy. I'm going to apply myself. And then God will drive them out from before me. But your heart and your strength, your, 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 your powers need to be fully engaged. Uh, within and with all this. And as it says uh, in the beginning of Joshua, be strong, and be, be strong and courageous. Strong and courageous. Apply yourself with great courage. I am going to get rid of this Canaanite uh, by God's help. We, we, we all love reading Christian biography. Uh, we, we love to read of the missionaries and the great preachers and so on. And uh, we see how they live their lives and um, if the biographer is, is fully honest, uh, they will occasionally reveal uh, one or two um, shortcomings, something which the, the person perhaps uh, failed with. And with, with hindsight, hindsight is always twenty twenty, as they say, we can look back and say, oh, oh yes, uh, he shouldn't have done that, or she shouldn't have done that. Hmm, that's not very good. But ourselves, ourselves, brethren, with the battle for sanctification, 
We are trying to grow in the wisdom of Christ. We're trying to serve him. What, what will your biography or what would your biographer write about you, about that area which you didn't quite apply yourself, that area which you, 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 you could have done better, but you just didn't, we, we just, oh, just couldn't quite make it. Uh, let us, uh, this is all exhortations, brethren. I speak first of all to, uh, to, to, to myself. Uh, in, in closing, how do we access God's power? How do we access God's aid? Because these, these, are, these are heavy battles. These are serious battles. And uh, we need his help. And of course, there's a long list of provisions which uh, uh, the Lord has provided uh, for his people, for his children. Uh, but just to, uh, just to encourage ourselves again, I said that this, this text is an encouraging text. This, this word is, a, is an encouraging word. It is a promise. It is a promise to be pleaded uh, in, in, in prayer. And let us all take this to ourselves for this week, for this month, for the coming months, uh, with our new pastorate. The Lord God has said, I will drive them out from before thee.